Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Uncensored Sales Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Dowdy, and I am so excited about today's interview. I am here with Shauna Beckman, who is a sales trainer with She Speaks Sales. Shauna is so much fun, and I can't wait for you guys to hear from her. But she and I connected in a uh, Facebook group, I'm sure, um, just wound up having an awesome conversation, an awesome connection. We train on sales together. Shauna's awesome too. She can tell you about how she grows a, she's grown a business with five kids. So we're just going to roll with the kids in the background because I love that. I think it's awesome about Shauna. But Shauna, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much. What is going on? This is going to be super awesome. I know. I'm pretty pumped about it. So tell everybody your story. Tell them about your background, your business, your kiddos, which I think is awesome. Oh and like I said, we're, we're rolling with the kids today, which I think is <laughs> We're just doing it. Uh, I don't even know where to start. This is so funny. So I, I, I'm Shauna. Nice to meet you. Thank you everybody for listening. I, I am, I'm from the Midwest. I'm actually from Minnesota. I lived there my whole life. Um, thought I would live there forever. And I actually got a degree. I like it. I got a mix kind of like make your own major where it was a mix of child psychology and family social science. I always wanted to work with families in some capacity. But after I graduated uh, college in 2008, there was like no jobs, right? There's like, there's literally no jobs anywhere. And so I was a receptionist working at a pediatric clinic, which I absolutely loved. And um, after a couple years, I ended up applying for this job that was like not in my wheelhouse. And it was basically a 24 hour call center where you would approach families for tissue donation moments after their loved ones had died. And it sounds bizarre and it's totally crazy, but you're in those moments, like picking up the phone, talking to like a grieving parent or a spouse, like asking them to consider like tissue donation and then walking them through that decision while they're in the hallway or they're on their way home. It, it's so bizarre. And I absolutely love that job. Um, and they would never say what we did was sales, but it's absolutely in the sense of you're facilitating a decision for somebody and making sure that they have the right information in a way that, they, that you can set, like that you can gently send them. Mm -hmm. um, and halfway into that job, me and my boss started butting heads a lot. And uh, I thought, well, what can I do that I can do on my own, that I could do right now? And that has some like physical labor component to it, right? So I don't have to be stuck behind a desk all day. And I was like, well, I'll just start cleaning houses. And I realized really quickly that women, you don't have to convince women. <laughs> you don't have to convince women to hire a cleaning lady. Right? You have to give them the, the marketing is like indirectly for the husband. So you're like giving the tools and the communication for the wife to communicate that to her husband, that this is in fact like a really valuable thing for her. So the business exploded. It was amazing. I loved it. Learned all I could, ate up everything about marketing, really didn't have any prior business experience. But I realized that look, this if you can go in and do a really good job, like people will talk about that. Talk about you. And if you think about your own business, I bet that if, if you want to incorporate some new level of marketing, like really focus on an entire experience for people that they can talk about. So I just ran with that and I eventually sold the company because um, we moved across the country. My husband got a job and we had a whole bunch of kids and I was like, I can't run this remotely. So I hired my first business coach and I was like, I love business. I need to make money, but like, I don't like, look at my skill set. Like, what can I do with my life? Right. Cause I knew that I also needed something location independent. Sorry. Like, is this, am I kind of blabbing a lot or no, I got it. <laughs> no, keep going. Okay. okay. Keep going. Keep going. So I, um, yeah. So I basically like, what's my skill set? Like, I need something that's location independent and they're like, you should do sales. And I was like, I don't think that I can 
do sales. Like I'm not really a salesperson. You know what I mean? And they're like, no, no, no sales. And so over the course of like a couple of years, we really kind of finessed like what that looked like because I've done, I've done cold calling. I've done outreach. I've done done for you sales. I've done courses. I've, I mean, I've like tried to figure out an offer and the way to use my skill set in the best possible way. And, um, now I just, I, I basically just help people navigate the nuances when they're talking about the money, right? When they go to say, Hey, here's my offer. Do you want to buy that can start to feel really weird for a lot of people. So at this point now I just coach in those conversations specifically. And it's been, it's been a dream come true because I've got five kids and so I can fit it in my life kind of basically on speed dial. That's so awesome. I love that you work around your kids and I think that's really great. And so many of the people who listen to the podcast and are part of um, my community are parents and they're building businesses around their kids. So how do you, what are the age ranges of your kiddos and how do you make it work? Like how do you fit it all in? Yeah, that's such a great question. So I've got five and I had them all under seven. So right now they are eight, six, almost five, three, and one. Oh my God. And, um, Oh, that's, I don't, I don't, some, sometimes I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know I don't either. It. I just had number two and I'm like, God bless you. You're amazing. Keep talking. I think, I think that it's important that your work be a normal extension of your life. Like that you can't make it something else. And I feel like most of how we think about work is very like male orientated. Like I need to wake up at, you know, I need to be at work at nine. I need to punch out at five. I need to shut the door to the office. And like, if we play by those rules, like, I just feel like women are never going to succeed. Like I've got like five different spots set up in my house where I can put my computer down at any single time. You know, I, um, I'll squeeze it in here and I'll squeeze it in there. But I think that the most powerful way is that I leverage the communication. So like I make sure that every, like this, here's a good example. I have a client who's a mom of two, doesn't have any time, you know, doesn't know how to make this work, but she had one deal on the table that lasted like over a week because she couldn't get them to make a decision. They were dinking around about the price. He thought she said one thing and then they were confused about the offer. And so it's just like this really simple conversation that could have been done and over with in like 30 minutes or less was stretched out for a week. And so I feel like if we can really just do what we're good at, which is talking and maximize that strength for what it's worth, you can actually get a lot more done. Absolutely. I think that's a great, I love that idea of just having like multiple places in your home to work yes. from. There's so many people that have the idea of like, you should have an office space and you should do this and no. you should do that. And I just got booted out of my office when I had another kid. So I'm like set up in a corner of my bedroom, which totally yeah. works for us, but I don't always want to sit in this corner. So yeah, I will totally right. take my laptop into the kitchen table when there's, you know, when it's quiet and get some stuff done in there, or like, I'll go sit out on my patio when the weather's nice. But there's so many people that are really like, Oh, I got to have a workspace. And I'm like, dude, you need a laptop and like a coffee yeah. shop and you're good to go. Yeah. Um, so I love that. And I love that you said too about it. It's very true. And I'm coming, you know, I'm coming out of corporate America. So I'm very used to like the day starts it and the day ends at, and it's very interesting for me to learn that um, transition of you just get it done when you can get it done. So yeah. Um, so I love that you are a sales trainer who three years ago said that you couldn't do sales, but somehow had grown <laughs> a giant cleaning company, um, that you then sold with your non-sales skills. Tell me like, how did you get over that fear, Shauna? Cause so, and you know this, cause the people that in your community feel the same way, they're terrified of those conversations. Like, how did you teach yourself to just let go of no and rejection and just start talking to people. Like where, how did that come about for you? 
Oh man. That's such a good question. Like, so are you wondering like how, how I've overcome like the fear of selling? Yeah. I want to know, like from a person who literally said I wasn't a sales to teaching other people how to sell, like mentally what happened there? What shift did you have to make to get there? That I was already doing it. Yeah. That I was already doing it. Yeah. Like the thing is, is that like, if you, and you you might've heard this before, but like, if you can, if you can put five kids to bed, if you can get everybody rounded up at the dinner table, if you can convince them to put their clothes away, like you're already incorporating a lot of the sales principles that it takes to negotiate. (laughs) Yes. And women are really good at this. Like, I don't think we understand, like we can make anything their idea and be happy and excited about it. (laughs) Right. But we think of sales as like, I don't know. It's just like, it's like man's work. It's almost like, like construction worker. It's like a, like, it's like a man's domain, right? Where they're going to sell like, and that's the thing. Like I think a salesperson who can sell millions of dollars and it's like, I, I have never sold millions of dollars, but I have facilitated conversations where people feel empowered to make a decision. And that's what you want, right? So women kind of have this, and you know, men have this too. Like, I think I got to convince somebody to do something against their will or that puts them right. out on a ledge. And it's like, no, actually you don't have to do that at all. Here, here's a really good example too. Um, one time my daughter got off the bus and she didn't come home. Couldn't find her, couldn't find her, didn't know what was going on. Mm. And I, re- you know, sometimes she hangs out at her friend's house after school and while I go pick her up and I walked in there, couldn't find anybody, nobody was home. And I was like, where is she? So I called the police and I, I wasn't worried. I was like, I know she's somewhere. Okay, but she's just not here yet. And the police looking for her. And finally she pulls up with the grandpa of the friend who like they were out in the back of the house and she comes in. <clears throat> She comes in and I knew that if I was like, you were supposed to be home, like we made days for this day and like whatever. I I knew that was going to be a really big fight and I would never get to the truth. And so based on like the sales training that I've, you know, the the help that I received to develop the skill and just sort of my own, as I've been reading and learning on my own, um, I knew that I had to approach this conversation with her from a place of she's got to feel safe enough with me to tell me what really happened. So she sits down and I said, you really wanted to go to your friend's house, huh? Tears, crying, she tells me the whole story, you know, like she wanted to call me, but like the mom was sleeping, she just got home from work, so like this really, 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 this confession. And so I'm telling you this because sales is really the essence, and this is one thing that I learned in making that shift that I can in fact sell, is that, Selling is really about making the environment safe enough for people to tell you the truth, what they're really thinking. And women can do this like nobody's business. We can, if if people feel safe with you, they will tell you anything. Mm -hmm. And that's what you want while you're, while they're making a decision. Yes. I love that. Have you read um, or listened to the way of the wolf with Jordan Belfort? Um, It was the wolf of wall street. Yeah. He tells such a similar story about how his kid was all pissed off because he wasn't getting the playing time in basketball and all this other stuff. And he tells the story about how he had to meet his kid where he was, which was all worked up and pissed off and like talking back down to, well, you know, maybe that kid's just a ball hog because he doesn't get the attention that he needs at home or whatever. But like, it's the exact same situation. You meet people where they are and then take them down. 
to where you need them to be. And that sounds like exactly what you just did with your daughter and exactly what we should be doing in every single sales conversation that we have is meet people where they are and then talk them through where they want to be, not where you want them to be, where they want to be. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, which is so interesting that you just described that that way. Cause that's the first thing that came up and that was a really great book too, by the way. Um, so when you have evolved into kind of your, your sales training and coaching, what kind of people do you work with? What's usually going on in their world, in their business that they're coming to you for support? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they tend to be small business owners who have like a creative service. So think like graphic designers and photographers mm-hmm. who are really like tied intimately to their gift, yeah, their, their talent where it can start. They would rather just like give it to give it away for free almost right. like they would yeah. keep doing it even if they weren't getting paid. But the problem is a lot of times is they're ready to get paid, right? They're right. borrowing money from their fi- their family finances. Like right. they want the validation that they are good enough when being paid what the service is worth. And so that part can feel really tricky for them because they're often told, and this is sort of a belief that my people have, is that if it's good enough, it will just sell itself. And we mm. know that that is simply not true. No. And so there's this part for them where they're like their, their customers may have expressed interest in their creative work or their design or their photography. And then they, they don't, they don't know how to take it one next step. But yeah, so I was just saying that like, they're, they're the ones who are struggling with how do I not feel desperate while being desperate for the sale, right? Like they Mm want to be paid. They want to sell their service. Yeah. I think that's, it's so true. And there's so many of the people that I work with are coming from the same place and they can't, a lot of them though, I think I start earlier in the sale of people that are connecting. Like, how do I connect with new people? Sorry. Don't be sorry. see that's, and I love what you said when you were like, I get five kids to bed every night. And I'm like, girl, I couldn't do that. I can sell a <laughs> lot of shit, but I would, would not get five children. To bed I just night. throw them in there. I'm like, we're done. <laughs> Whatever sales job you have figured out, like not me. Nope. Nope. Yep, I could. I have sold millions of dollars worth of stuff. I could do that. I could not sell five children on bedtime. Okay, nope, not my thing. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Um, but no, I actually, I you know, I think I work with my customers even or my clients a little sooner, oh, sure. a little earlier on. They're building audience and they're connecting with people, and they're they're having that same challenge of, I don't want to be pushy, right? Like I know I can help this person, but I'm not sure how to convey that without just coming off pushy or salesy or any of those other things. Are your people dealing with those same types of fears too? Or is it just more the money conversation? Uh, it's, it's a little bit of both, right? Yeah. Either they're really good at connecting and they don't want those people to feel used if they go sure. for the offer or they don't know like even how to like navigate and connect with people because they don't want them to feel used either. So it's, you know, it's, it's the same side of the same, it's the co- whatever that right. coin from the same side kind of <laughs> That saying about the coin. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think that's awesome. So you have taken a skill that you didn't think you've had and you've turned it into yep. a business that you're building your family around, which I think is just really incredible when it comes to just advice in general, when you're, you're connecting with people, how do, what advice do you give people that do you start from that place of I'm not a salesperson? Like what advice do you yeah. give that person? Yeah, absolutely. So I think to, there's two things. I think the first one is, is when you're connecting with people, connect off of a commonality like it doesn't make sense to just like go up to every single stranger and think that they're going to be a connection like actually build a connection around a commonality and i like to identify those in three specific categories shared experiences 
shared values, or shared sense of humor. So if you're going to make connections, start with those. Like that, that will feel authentic and that will feel good. The second thing is, is that sales feels weird when you're selling the wrong thing to the wrong person. Yes. So really clearly identifying who right. needs your thing, who would be interested and what you do. And when you understand that, you can communicate that with confidence without having to feel bad about it. Right. right. Selling feels weird when we feel like we're trying to like trick somebody or get them to buy something. But it's like you don't have to feel weird when you can clearly identify the who and the what. And so a lot of times you might actually need help with that first if you're feeling like pushy and weird and you're like tricking people. Right. That's great advice. I want to go back to your, your business coach because I love that you hired a business coach before you had a business idea. Yes, I did. And I think they're incredibly valuable for that purpose. Tell, so tell me kind of where you were at. So was, this was post cleaning company, obviously pre coaching company, but rather than like hiring a career coach or hiring a life coach, you specifically went for business coach. Was that because you knew that's what you wanted or like, what was, what was the thought process behind that? Yeah. I mean, I love business. Like after I, after I started my first company, I was like, this is like what I'm meant to do. Like I love business. Um, but it's really, I, I think that coaching is really valuable if you don't, if you can't see your own gifts and you can't see your own talent because they can, sh you don't know what you don't know and you can't always read the label from the inside out. And so having somebody say, this is your gift. This is what you're good at. Like, this is how I see your gift affecting and impacting other people. It's like, oh, really? Like, you really think that? And it's like, oh yeah, like it is a so that was like, I needed that sort of insight. I needed that, I needed that, uh, that clarity. I like, I didn't, even if you can't move forward in power, it's simply often because you don't have clarity and I needed help with that. That's really awesome. You can't move forward in power. That's a really big deal. And like, it's funny cause my story was the other way around. It was like, I know my skill. I don't know how to make a business out of this. Right. Sure. Like that's why I hired my first business coach. Cause it was like, this is what I'm really good at. And this is what I want to do. But like, do people pay people for this stuff? Like, is this a thing? Um, yeah. We have like the, we have like the same parallel life, but like the opposite side of the coin. <laughs> I know, which is exactly why. And thank you for that segue. I wanted to talk to Shauna today because I think it is so incredible that first of all, she's really awesome at what she does, but it's kind of the community over competition. Cause theoretically Sean and I do the same thing, right? We teach people how to sell, but our styles are different. Our personalities are different, but I think that she is just really incredible at what she does. And that's why I wanted her to be on the podcast and talk about, first of all, you never know who you're going to meet and collaboration is as, especially as women in business is what we need to be doing, right? We need to be lifting each other up, not tearing each other down. And we need to be, supporting one another. And so if you're a social media manager and you come across another social media manager, maybe you support two different industries, right? Like how can you collaborate and lift each other up? And that was why I wanted to talk with Shauna that I think her content's really amazing. Like even though I'm good at sales and sales is something I've been doing my whole life, Shauna takes just a totally different angle to it. And I love watching your stuff and listening to your stuff for that reason. So that's why I wanted you to come and talk to um, my audience today. Cause I think you bring so much value and even just from a personality perspective, if you're an awesome match for someone listening, I want them to get the support that they need, whether yeah. it comes to me or you or whomever that is. Yeah, that's such a great, okay. There was, there was a time when like I first started and I was like, I want to, she's doing exactly what I want to do. I want to do that. There is no reason why I would ever 
Like, why would I do anything when she's doing exactly what I want to do, but better, right? And now that, like, two years have passed, I look at what she's doing, mm -hmm. and we are totally different. Like, right. we are not even the same. And so, like, that's sort of the abundant mentality that I wish mm -hmm. more people would talk about is, like, like, I'm not afraid because you're doing the same thing because, like, we're doing like the, the same essence, but totally different. And right. that I, I'm not afraid of that. Right? right. And so that perspective over the last couple of years, as I look back and think, I, like, I'm so glad I didn't stop because we right. are like nothing alike. Right. <laughs> nothing alike. Right. Yes. And if, and, and, and even if like my audience needs someone else's help, like, there's, it, there was a I, Marie For, Forleo. I had, I'd seen a video about this, about how she was like, you know, your husband's like, you need to eat more salad. You need to eat more salad. And you never listen to him. Your mom's like, you need to eat more salad. You need to eat more salad. And you're like, you don't listen to her. And then your best friend comes along and she's like, Hey, let's do a salad challenge. We're like every day we like take a picture and we can eat the salad. Right. And you're like, okay, finally. And so sometimes it's just hearing like it from the right the message from the right yes. person like that's actually like a real thing and so i'm happy when people find their people yes yes absolutely i love that i don't know who's doing salad challenges <laughs> yeah that's dumb <laughs> <laughs> shauna tell everybody about where they can find you where they connect with you all the awesome things that you do to support your people Awesome. Yeah. So you can check me out online on shespeaksales.com or you can hang out in our Facebook group called Consensual Sales, which is, which super is very risque. You started some risque conversations yeah. in some Facebook groups. You pissed some people off. I, you know what the crazy thing is, is I never even made that word up. So my clients, they tell me that I'm like, okay, how do you explain what I do? What do you think we're happening here? And they're like, consensual sales. And I was like, okay, I'm running with that. And I ran with it. And it was like, okay, yeah, I, I struck a nerve. Yeah. But that, I mean, that's, they tell, we hear that all the time from a branding and marketing perspective, right? Like polarizing is okay because your sure. people that want to hear it, need to hear it will be drawn in by it. And the people that find it offensive yeah. will not. And that's it. Yeah. So yeah, I love that. But anyway, sorry. So consensual yeah. sales is your Facebook yes. group, which is awesome. Where else can people connect with you? What other awesome stuff do you do? Oh man. Uh, I've got a membership community called speakeasy where basically you just get me on speed dial when you're stuck in the conversations. Um, but yeah, those are really great places to start either Facebook or my website. So awesome. Well, thank you again so much for being here, Shauna. I so appreciate this conversation. I hope you guys love it as much as we do, as you all know, or if you're brand new to the podcast, you can check um, out my Facebook group, which is sales skills for women and business. Um, I love spending time there. I also spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. Um, so feel free to connect with me over there and we will see you guys in next week's podcast.